all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Wow. You have got to a point that you feel so frustrated. Frustration of things going on around you, things that you struggle with, habits, addictions, strongholds, or certain people that's aggravating you, not as hate, but aggravate you. Sometimes of so much goes on around you, so much is happening around you that it takes an effect on you mentally. What is your comeback? What, 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 what must we do to endure when we go through these mental struggles that sometimes bring anxiety, panic attacks, anger, aggressiveness? You start using language that you don't really want to use. You start cussing or you start just using bad language or being angry because these things are becoming so frustrated. It can be your job. It can be society. It can be your family. It could be whatever. Something's going on because of sickness, because of pain. That's no fault of theirs, but it brings a frustration to you. What must we do? I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone in the USFA and also internationally around the world. Welcome to the show. Wow, I like to make, first of all, I want to make an announcement, a good announcement, uplifting announcement about my journey with my uh, my health. You know, I'm on this four phase to better myself. First of all, spiritually. Second, physically, health wise, then financially, those top three right there, the rest of mentally, emotionally, they just go hand in hand once those three Things are taken care of first. Spiritually. Studying the word of God. Ministering people about the word of God. Prayer, which I still need to work on more. Just strengthening yourself in the things of God physically. You know, your health. Your weight loss. And different things like that, exercise, mental clarity and stuff like that. See, those are the, I call it the four phases, spiritually, physically, financially, and mentally. See, those are the four phases. Now, what I have an update on 
uh, my weight loss that I have been on for the last 75 days now, a little over close to three months, two months and some 15 days, something like that, but about 75 days. And uh, it's called the high protein, high fat, you know, uh, low carb diet. Many people know it as the keto, the keto diet, but I'm not doing the keto diet. I'm doing a more strict, strict diet that's limited carbs keto the uh you have a keto vor they call it which is about 20 carbs and then or higher i'm doing something they call the carnivore which is an all meat diet i'm not doing no carbs period if there's any carbs it's the carbs that's in the meat or maybe some of the uh uh, condiments I may use usually if it's uh, no sugar and stuff like that. So if I do get some carbs in me, it's about one or two grams of carbohydrates. And I've been doing this uh, 75 days now. And I want to give you an update on that. Okay. Now I'm going to talk. I'm going to first of all, I want to first I want to talk about uh, the positives of it. You know, I told you about the cons, but I'm going to talk about the pros, you know, about the uh, things that health wise has been doing better in my life since I've been on this, uh, this all me diet. Uh, the first thing, because I don't want to take a long time on this. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, health wise. The health benefits I have experienced so far since I've been on this diet and the first one of the first health benefits that I've been struggling with has been my sleep. I'm doing much better in sleep, you know, so the sleeping is the the sleep that I do get because I still work <clears throat> uh, that I do get is much better. And what I mean by that is just uh, uh, I. I don't get a lot of heartburn at night like I used to. I don't get a lot of leg cramps like I used to. And what I mean by that, it does, it has not completely stopped. You know, I'm not claiming that, but I, it, it has subsided. That's the word I like to use, subsided. So my sleep is better, my cramps is better, and my heartburn have subsided significantly, you know. Okay. <clears throat> also, my stamina and my... uh. My uh, energy has finally picked up. It took a time, but it's finally picked up. Now, move. My mobility is much better now, and that, that's part of the weight loss as well. When I'm talking, which I'm gonna talk about that last. But my mobility is much better now. My focus is somewhat a little better now. You know, I can see a little betterness in the brain fog that I used to have before I went on this uh, all me diet, carnivore diet. My my mental clarity is is better. It could be better, but. It takes time. So, you know, I'm happy with that. That's much better and everything. My mental clarity. My stomach, my gut, you know, the gas and the bloating is much better. And I found out something as well. The majority of my gas and bloating since I've been on this diet has not been because the diet is not, or the lifestyle, let me just change the diet, the lifestyle has not been working, but I have noticed and I'm, I have a better awareness that what's affect my gut, because it's very important, you know, what affects your body, what affects my, your gut. I drink coffee, and I notice, even though I might drink keto coffee, you know, or I drink regular coffee, something like that, I, I use sweeteners, and uh, 
I use zero sugar cream and I like the caramel macchiato. I still have a tough addiction to a sweetness, not real sugar. I have no desire for that, but a taste. I like things that taste good. I, if that's my weakness, that's if I, if I have a weakness in this diet is that I still like that sweet taste. You know, that can be a negative. I don't think so because I use stevia or I use Splenda for sweeteners. I don't use natural granulated or powdered sugar, nothing like that. I use uh, Splenda and stevia. Has been, I have been using it for a while. I stopped sugar. Ooh, months and months and months and months ago, I stopped sugar. But uh, that's what I use. And cream, any cream that I get, it's zero sugar. Just like the ketchup, I get zero sugar. And the mustard, zero sugar. All the things I get is zero sugar. And I read it and make sure they don't sneak sugar on there. So I'm a labor reader now. So that helps out a bit. You become a labor reader once you get on this type of diet. So those are things that a regular carnivore eater would not touch. They just basically might drink water or some uh, carbonated water, stuff like that. I haven't got there yet. And I might, I like taste. I like things that taste good that don't have sugar in it. I, I, I'm a, I, I can deal with that. I can just drink water, you know, or just have carbonated water. You know, I, I, I'm not all out like a lot of meat, only meat eaters or lion dieters that just eat meat, beef, water and salt. No, I'm not there. My carnivore is all meat, whether it's rudiment or whatever, fish, poultry, and all that stuff. That's what I eat on this diet. I don't eat no vegetables. I don't eat no fruits. I don't eat rices. I don't eat pastas. None of that. Bread, none of that. The diet is basically what it is. Nothing but meat. That's all I do. Eat meat, and poultry. Now, a lot of carnivores only, they just mostly consume beef and steak and stuff like that. Me, I eat all types of meat. Not every meat. Only the meat that I like. And that's what's cool about this this lifestyle now. Only the meat that I like. So my, my, my meat is basically beef, hamburger. I don't eat a lot of steak no more because you got to, I got to really take time to eat steak. And I never was a really a big steak either before I went on this, this, uh, this, uh, lifestyle, you know, type of eating. So steak wasn't one of the big thing on me anyway, because my teeth is not as strong anymore. You got to make it just right. So I don't have the patience for the steaks, but I eat the beef. I eat hamburger. I eat pork chops or pork loins, which I just bought a quite a bit of then I eat a lot of eggs I eat plenty of chicken and stuff like that I just eat uh, fish the two fishes that I will eat now because of the uh, the it has less mercury in the other fish that's salmon and sardines I got me lots of sardines I eat a lot of sardines now and I eat salmon so I eat quite a bit of meat and that's what's cool that I eat the things that I eat for me to eat liver organic parts not an organic uh foods that i haven't got yet but I, I do like i like chicken gizzards and i like chicken hearts not well enough to buy it a lot but i do i can deal with chicken gizzards and chicken hearts i'm gonna get that later on but i'm gonna wait till i get set up and everything of this so those things that i eat organically chicken gizzards chicken hearts and liver i do eat those because i like it see it's the things that i like you know files that i eat bacon I'm because of the fat 
and the texture of the bacon. I love it. And like I said, plenty of eggs and everything. So cheese, I eat a lot of cheese. And I might, I'm guilty of eating American cheese, but I do use American cheese. But I, I'm going back towards other cheeses now and cheddar and stuff like that because I believe it's just better. So that's basically my diet. I call it the all meat. The JoJo's carnivore diet, meat eaters diet. I don't like to use that word. I'm not. I don't like to call myself a carnivore because I'm not. I'm just. I just eat meat. I'm not going to label myself as a carnivore like the other ones do. You know, because I'm not. I'm just a meat eater. You know, trans meat eater. So after 75 days, those are the benefits. That uh, oh, let me get. Let me digress. I notice. Only time I have an issue with my stomach is when I drink coffee, the keto coffee mainly, and the cream. I don't know which one it is because the keto coffee that I get, it's not bulletproof, the famous keto coffee, but it's, it's a keto coffee I just got off Amazon that you add a little cream with uh, the keto coffee. And it might be a little, I don't think it's rich, it's real thick and it's very good. I didn't like it at first, but it's, it's really good. You know, it's called a keto. It's kind of a keto brand uh, type of coffee. It's pretty good. It has a nice, rich taste, like buttery taste to it. But I still know I mean, because I love my sweet taste. I, I put a little stevia and spend in there. Sometimes I add the zero sugar, uh, the macchiano, caramel macchiano up in there. So I see the thing I like, I don't get caught up what uh the main carnivores say you can't eat or this is bad or whatever like that because it's got the you got to eat what satisfies your body not like everybody else's when you go on any diet what satisfies your body and everything like that so that's what that's what I do okay all right so uh those things are working out better but I notice when I drink too much of it it bothers my stomach and I have to poop I, I, I just noticed that because of the awareness on my body now what I can eat and what I can drink. And I notice when I drink too much of that keto coffee or something like that or other coffee with the cream. I don't know which one it is, the caffeine or whatever, but I believe it's the cream. And I, and I know it's probably somewhat lactose free. I know that because I know I'm lactose intolerant, but it bothers my stomach. And I poop more. But if I don't drink the coffee, my stomach feel like it. Man, great. I don't have no issues with my stomach. Cramps. I mean, not cramps, but bloating, gas, gastritis and stuff like that. That have that have, I can now say it have subsided quite a bit as long as I don't drink a lot of dairy or drink a lot of coffee. My stomach is fine. So those are the good things that's been happening with me. So now. I have no cons to talk about lately. The keto flu has gone off now. I don't have that dizziness, whatever like that. I still might have a few uh nerve movements, but that's because of the lack of electrolytes and magnesium that I'm taking now. So I'm doing much better in that because when you on a strict on meat diet with no carbs, you have to replace that because you lose from what I heard. You know, you, you lose a lot of magnesium and you lose a lot of potassium. So you have to replace that. And if you don't have the vegetables replaced with, which I have restricted from my diet, I have to get some type of supplement. So I use magnesium, uh, my, my uh, magnesium L-therinate, I believe they call it. That's also good for the brain. And I, uh, I, uh, I, I use electrolytes. 
which uh, replaces the water loss and uh, the uh, the things that makes your you know keep you from your help your nerves and stuff like that. Mainly for workout called uh, element, and I take electrolytes. So everything I got is going fine as far as that. Okay, but uh, that's the update on because so I, so far I don't have for the last say two weeks no cons. I told you about the cons early when we first started, but I think my body is getting over that and it's getting adjusted to this new way of eating now, this all-meat diet, okay? Now, let's talk about the weight loss, and then I'm going to get back to what I started off with earlier. Let's talk about the weight loss. I lost another couple of pounds, two pounds. So, all together, in 75 days, I lost, what, 21 pounds, 21 pounds. Of course, the first few pounds are going to be water, but all together, 21 pounds. I believe I lost more in inches because I can see it in my frame and in my neck and my face and everything like that. But all together, it depends on the scale, too, so I don't depend on the scale a lot. But it's showing 21 pounds so far in 75 days. That might not be as much for some. You have people losing over 40-some pounds in three, you know, two months or whatever like that. But it depends how much body weight you have on you. You know, it, 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 very, it varies on how much body weight you have on you. But me... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet, there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy. Eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. There's only one road into Key West. But you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I'm cool. I lost 21 pounds. Now, when it comes to a goal, I have a one, I have a first goal, Lois Willie. My first goal is get down to, uh, right now I'm 239. Yay, 239 from 260. I'm 239. Started off around 260, and I'm around 239 now. I want to get those 39 pounds off for the next few months, three months maybe, to 200 pounds. Lower so well, once I get to 200 pounds, then I will make a decision how much I will want to lose from there. 190 to 185 would be my long-term goal. Long-term goal is 190 to 185 for my 5'7 frame. Now, that's not the... the uh, Ideal weight for a five seven frame like mine. The ideal weight is around one fifty nine, one sixty. I don't want to get that little, you know. I don't need to. It would be okay if I did, but I'm not gonna. If I believe if I get to one ninety to one eighty five, I would be stead. And it I'm weight fluctuate fluctuate so it bounces back and forth. And I know it gets tougher and tougher when you're trying to lose the last twenty or twenty five pounds. I already know that, especially the last ten or fifteen or ten pounds. So. My short goal, short-term goal for weight loss, lowest willing is 200 pounds. So that means I got 39 pounds to go for. I meet my short goal. Long-term is between 190 and 185. 
So I'm on my way there, and it might take about five months or whatever. I don't know. I, I you know, Lord's will, and I have no idea. But that's my short and long term goals. Okay. All right. So that's the update on my diet. Total altogether, my my health. I feel a little better. I'm more active. I'm now lifting weights. You know, not heavy weights. You know, I'm just toning. You know, I'm lifting weights and everything. Oh yeah, I have one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, you know what? The con. I notice a lot more palpitations in my heart. Now it ain't like I never had it before. Before I went on the diet, but I notice when I walk, I feel palpitations. I might feel a skip in my heartbeat, and that's that's my everything I feel. I try to look it up and compare it to the other people that's been dealing with the carnivore and keto diet. You know, is that a symptom of what I'm losing? I don't know yet, but I believe it has something to do with electrolytes or whatever like that. But I have a little skip once in a while, you know, when I take a walk. That bothers me. It doesn't bother me as much as frustrating to feel that your palpitations. I mean, I didn't have palpitations. I had more palpitations when I was overweight. Now, all of a sudden, I'm having them again. I don't know what that is. I don't know what's causing that, but I will keep you updated. I don't think it's too much of a negative. But I think it has to do with uh, maybe the magnesium or potassium I'm losing. I have to look more than that when I get a checkup. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But for now, that's the con I forgot to talk about on this diet. Okay, but so far, it's, it's good. So far, the diet is doing pretty good. I don't want to dissuade you or to persuade you to do it. But I'm just saying this uh, all-meat diet that's called the carnivore diet. It's a new diet that's really out there now. It's, it's like a, a, a keto on steroids. <laughs> you know, the carnivore and the lion diet, you know, so that's my update on that. 21 pounds. Hey, 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 let me give myself a hand on that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. All right, all right, all right. Now, I started off, and I'm going to get back to, get back on spiritual obesity, and I know I've been talking about forgiveness, but what I want to just talk about something else before I start back on that is frustration. When you feel so frustrated and angry because life in general, and I can speak for myself too, because a lot of times lately, you know, I've been feeling frustrated and I've been angry and my patience has been, have been short. And you know, you kind of say, what do you do about that? You can pray. My prayer is not as strong because I don't just pray any type of way. Now, I'm very choosy the way I pray. So, like, remember, I mentioned this before in another show that my prayer is I pray less and I'm not lifting that up because I don't just pray a lot of empty prayers to God no more. I don't use Israel's prayer or, you know, man, traditional prayers anymore. I used to pray a lot, but it was like empty prayer because they didn't apply to me as being in the church of the body of Christ anyway. So my prayers is less. Now I have to learn how to repray. I have to learn how to repray. If you ever heard the term like that, I had to learn how to, to repray and everything. How do you supposed to pray? And I'm learning that through the prayers of the Apostle Paul and different things like that. So I don't pray as much. I don't like that because I'm, but it's part of the relearning uh, that I have to work on more how to talk to God. 
I know now not a good thing. I know I don't have to say nothing fast. I just need to talk to God. You know, it don't have to be a long two-hour prayer like a traditionally was told that it had to be, but you just have to communicate with your Father, communicate with your Lord and Savior, if you are a believer, if you are saved. You communicate and you talk to him, you, not only your problems, but you just say, I want to say hello, or just Lord, give me strength through this. And lately, I need that strength. I've been need that strength for my patience and my anger and my judgment. And I've been very judgmental with people lately, you know, and that been bothering me. So uh, those things, if you are a prayer, pray for me. And that air and everything, I want, I, you know, it's not like a need, but, you know, intercessory prayer is always good. I need you guys, men and women of God, to help me in that area while we pray for each other, each other, not each other, and no such thing as each other, but each other and our, through the hard times as well as the good times that we go through with our anger and our, you know, and sometimes it becomes aggressive. You know, you, your temper, my temper might be quick because of all that junk that goes on around this world. Sometimes I just say to myself, man, and I never really said that, really thought about it. But later I'd be saying, boy, I can't wait till the rapture come, man, and get out of all this mess. You know, and I like I said to myself, I can't be selfish. I can't be talking like that. I can't be selfish because people are going to hell in a handbasket. People need to hear the word of God rightly divided. And so I need to focus on that. And God understands it's not easy, but it is doable. And that's what I need to do is start focusing more on that, trying to win people to Christ, trying to teach them the word of God rightly, especially the body of Christ, because I'm not going to win everybody to Christ. Only a few is going to be saved through my ministry. I understand that. But the strengthening of the church is very relevant because maybe they can win more souls or whatever like that. It ain't all about JoJo. Maybe they can win. So I need to keep getting God's word out there the best way I can, rightly divided, getting his word out there for the church, the body of Christ. So through my struggles, through my anger, through my impatience, God's strength is still made perfect through my weakness. And that that verse was not only for the Apostle Paul. It can be applied to anybody in the body of Christ in the church. Now, the circumstances may be different than Paul's. Paul said that because of the circumstances he was going through. Now, we don't claim his circumstances, but we do claim that prayer in our circumstances, you and, and myself's circumstances. We can claim that because it still goes the same way. It's just circumstances and issues are different. You, you understand what I'm saying? So that's a strong prayer. We always remember that God's strength is made perfect through our weakness because sometimes I get weak, but I never back down. I let the Lord say, Lord, I'm weak in this. I don't care what the weakness, addiction, lust, anger, whatever. It's a struggle. I let the Lord know and everything, but I need to just work on talking to him more because he is my Lord and Savior. And for somebody that gave his life for me and I don't communicate as much, it's not good. It's not good. He knows I love him, but I'm just too quiet, I believe, of communicating. I can communicate through others and pray for others, but I need to talk to my Lord and save him more. And I am guilty of that. Okay, that area. And I need work in that area as well. But far as that, uh, 
if you have struggled with that and in those areas, you know, let's just lift each other up and let's just pray with each other and let's just keep the body of Christ strong and everything like that because we go, we're going to go through some things because I believe, this is opinion, I believe the church is close to being taken out. I really believe that. And I don't predict, I know better than that, nobody knows the day or the hour, you know, just like when the Lord come back the second time. But this is not, I'm talk, not talking about the second time. Before the second coming of the Lord happens, the church has to be gone first. Before the second coming of the Lord happens, the seven-year tribulation has to go through first. And in order for the seven-year tribulation to go through, the body of Christ has to be called out, have to be raptured before all that come. What I'm saying is, with all this birth pains, I call it, what's going on, with all this, you know, oh man, there's so much evil going on in my time of over the 59 years that I've been alive for the ones I have, since I've been an adult have been noticing and everything. I've never seen so much evil going on with our government in the United States, around the world too, but bad me better in America. Let me speak of America. The politics, the uh, entertainment, the, the health center, healthcare center. All, um, what I mean about the healthcare, I mean the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and all these other, NI, you know, stuff like that. And just all around evil, the evil agenda that they have planned. And I should be surprised, but Lord knows it's still bothers me. I thought I'd be stronger in it, but it's frustrating. It bothers me. And I'm going to continue to fight against certain things that I know that they're doing it on purpose. And the PJ Vax, the vaccine is one of them. That's one of them. I'm going to continue to speak up against that poison. I'm going to continue to speak up against it because it's what not only that, but all vaccines, period. I don't think no child and nobody, especially these babies, should be not be taking no more of those no good, never worked vaccines, including the immunization shots. Never worked. Never helped nobody. And they are still out there hurting and killing our babies. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay low on that. Until I'm gone, I'm going to speak up against that. Until they take me off the air, I'm going to speak up against that crap. I'm an I'm a anti-vaccine anti big time with a triple X because I have the history. I know they're poison and I know why they do it. And I know it's have to do it a lot with, because of the Kajing. I know all that. I know the real agenda. So when you know the real agenda, you can say that. You guys don't know. You might say, well, I know there's probably some that work now. You have, you have data on that? Do you do research on that? You know somebody done some research? Prove that? Did they ever prove it to you? Or they just told you that those things worked? And you believe it. I'm sick of just believing what somebody tell me when it comes to those things, that poison. I'm sick of just telling. That's why I do what I do. That's why I speak up the way I speak up on those certain things, especially the name, especially the PJ Vax. And I'm not only talking about the, that poison of COVID-19 vaccination sites, Moderna and Pfizer and all that other, AstraZeneca and all the other poison, you know, bioweapons, I call them, but just immunization shots in general. Man, once you learn the history on that, 
And once you stop, you cannot continue to be afraid to know the truth. You cannot continue to be embarrassed knowing that stuff making you sick. Person that took those shots never had COVID, but all of a sudden got COVID more than once after the shots. And brush it off like it ain't nothing. You psychologically fool yourself thinking a shot gonna the shot is helping you, even when you're sick. And then when you know it probably has something against the shot, you silent because you're embarrassed because you lift up that PJ back so much. You know, it, 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 it's frustration. Frustrated. I'm not going to get into that now. That's for a later on show. You know, I'm giving you some data and statistics why I'm so anti-vax. You know, but it's not only that. It's just lifestyle. It's, it's, it's different things that's been frustrating to me. And I'm going to continue to go on through my frustration. I'm going to try to channel it a little better because I don't like being angry and judgmental towards people. You know, far as that, I don't. Now, another issue that I, I've been judgmental so much about, and I'm not too much ashamed about it, but it bothers me sometimes, is my own black ethnic people. I don't like using the term, the word race. It's my black ethnic people seem like they, especially young people, like they lost their minds. They are so strung out, not only mentally on drugs, sexually, you know, uh, not only fornication, adultery, but homosexuality, the black ethnic race, black ethnic people. It's like gone wild. They used to have a show called Girls Gone Wild. These girls used to run around showing their private parts and stuff like that. Now it's like the the, the black black people have gone wild. It's and I've been very upset with that because I see it, I ride the bus, I see it on the buses, I see it on the trains, I see all the uh the it's some some stuff is just straight out evil and so immoral when it comes to my black people, men and women. And it's mostly the youngsters. And I know because of uh, babies having babies, but it's a lot of issues. I can see, you know, the drugs and man, I remember when I smoked marijuana. I used to smoke a lot of marijuana when I was back in the hood and in my gang banging days. I drank and I smoked a lot of marijuana, you know. And uh, uh, I believe, and I, what they put in marijuana now is more, much more potent than what they did. They 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 sprinkled with marijuana back then, you know. I believe so. I could be wrong, but I believe so. It, it even smells different. It's got a, a very uh, bad chemical smell to it. So I believe it is a little stronger, and I believe they put more stuff in uh, the marijuana today. They got different names for it. They call it Lao now here in Chicago. I don't know what they call it in your city or in your country. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. 
but they call it loud here in Chicago. But anyway, the drugs, the marijuana, the drinking, the the out of control shooting, the out of it's just you know it's it's just it's predominantly bothers me because the majority of the murders and the killing and the drugness is dominated by my black ethnic group of people. That's just a fact. Especially in a democratic uh, liberal cities. You know, that's why I call the blacks going wild. They they making they they on social media they're going downtown Chicago just tearing up stuff just to be tearing up stuff, jumping on people just to be jumping on them. And a lot of them I don't believe on drugs. They just got that immoral way of getting like they're gonna live forever because they get away with it because of a weak system, a weak criminal system here also as well in these liberal cities, including Chicago. So they think they can do what they want to do. And a majority of them, I don't, I'm not going to say all, because you have a few whites in there too, just following the crowd just to make themselves like they helping the blacks. Uh, I'm sick of that. But the majority of them are black folk, mainly young black people. And a lot of them, they know everything you can't tell on nothing, even though I can talk to them and they think they sound intelligent, but they don't even understand a lot of things they say because they mimic what somebody else told them. They haven't even lived long enough or experienced things to, to be talking all that stuff they talk. They, so they mimic things, just like people do in church. They mimic the pastor or they mimic the evangelist or they mimic a TV evangelist and everything. We all done that before, you know. Okay, so those part of the frustrations in life. And I'm just trying to be transparent and open with my listeners. So, you know, you know, I struggle just like you do. I see the things just like you do. But even through my struggles, listen carefully, even through my struggles, I know God's strength is made perfect through my weakness. And I have to just keep going and work on me and win as many people to Christ and also strengthen many believers in the word of God rightly divided okay i just wanted to get that out there on a this is just uh certain announcement i wanted to make or something i wanted to talk to before i get to the conclusion on uh spiritual obesity you know the the bad traditions and the bad doctrines that's in our church today the body of christ i'm talking about not the buildings not the four wall buildings but the body of christ the church today spiritual obesity and it's a lot out there, especially when it comes to, to the gospel of salvation, how to be saved and forgiveness. All the things I believe I talked about, those two main topics are very key to our walk in Christ or for the believer and the unbeliever. For the unbeliever, it's important for them first to know how to be saved and they are already been forgiven. For the believer, it's important for the believer to know how to witness to somebody and let them know how to be saved and to tell them they are already been forgiven and study telling them they have to be forgiven first by confessing their sins, repenting their sins, or baptizing or whatever traditional nonsense that they talk now. See, that's what I'm trying to get through there. So that's going to always be an issue, but I'm not giving up on it. I will have some that will listen and most will not. So what? At least I got it out there. And I mean, that. at least I got it out there. Many not going to listen to my show. I already know that. Many don't make comments, good or bad, you know, you know, 
bring it on. But bring it with some scripture. Bring it with some verses if you even disagree. Just leave a comment and know you're listening. But if not, it's okay. I'm just, I'm talking to the ones that do download my show. Those are the ones I'm talking to that do download my show. Body of Christ Real Talk and Connecting the Dots. And uh, I have more followers from Spotify on Connecting the Dots. It could be because of my marketing and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to look for 50, 20,000 bots. I don't need. I look for real organic people that's really listening to the show and have a comic or have some type of input or, you know, getting something out of and everything. So, you know, the church needs to grow stronger and people need to be saved. You know, it's, uh, if soldiers are being created or made because of my show. Let me know so we can just go strong together and, help, and I can help you or whatever like that. Or you can help me and we grow together. Like I said, it's not all about me. It's not all about JoJo. You know, it's not all about my show, my podcast. But I, I believe God has led me to do this. What I mean by that, he let me, he used the gift that he gave me. He allowed me to use this gift to do what I do. To teach and minister his word the way I do. See, it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's not me. I'm going to make mistakes, but the Holy Spirit does not. So, you know, that's why I'm going to get into more Bible teaching on body of Christ. Real talk, because I believe I want to reach other believers as well as unbelievers to strengthen the church, to strengthen the body of Christ, to trans help you to transform back in the mindset of the body of Christ. You know, to help you to understand that you are not part of the kingdom program. You're not Israel. You're not replacement Israel. You are the new creature. You're not the born again. You are the new creature. You are the one in Christ. You are the body of Christ. Until you understand that, until you get that, you will continue to minister and witness wrong doctrine to the lost. That's the key of my messages on both other podcast shows that I do. You will continue once you heard what I said or what others said that teach rightly divided in a dispensational way. And you continue to go. These are the ones that continue to do what they do, even though they're here and they don't ever check it out. And they continue to be stubborn and continue to stick to their traditions. Or they may criticize me and others and everything like that, you know. You are guilty of going out there teaching wrong doctrine. The ones that don't know about it, they have an excuse. But you that hear it and continue to say, nah, I'm not going to go with that or whatever like that. Oh, don't even have the nerve to just show me some verses or scriptures that prove that what I'm talking about is wrong. And then we go from there. But you say this is wrong. This dispensationalist is wrong and everything like that. You just talk about it and continue to go to your traditional way thinking you are Israel. You are responsible. You're going to be responsible and judged on that at the judgment seat of Christ. Not the great white throne judgment for the unsaved, but for the judgment seat of Christ for the believers. You will be judged on that. God don't change his word for no man-made traditions. Let me say that again. God don't change his word or his format of salvation or forgiveness for no man-made traditions. See, whatever was for the kingdom program, 
under Israel, Jesus' earthly ministry was for that program. Whatever was for the grace program, the new creature under the Apostle Paul is for that program. There's no mixing and matching. There's no mixing and matching. You just can't pull out the ones that got the more because the kingdom program talks about signs and wonders and tongues and stuff like that. So you want to babysit and just hand pick those scriptures out. And you want to follow the kingdom program because it sounds so much sexier and sounds so much man-made miraculous stuff like that. And it's all about you. So you choose that way. God is not in that because that's not the program for today. So he's not in your church building. The Holy Spirit is not guiding you with false doctrine. Let me say this again. All the ones that's out there saying the Holy Spirit told me this and I listen to what scriptures you are quoting to tell that person. If it's not under the teachings of the when it comes to salvation, under Paul's teaching that's for us today, the Holy Spirit is not with you on that because he's not going to pull the kingdom program way of gospel Acts, Acts 2.38 gospel John 3.16 gospel Romans 10.9 and 10 gospel for salvation for today see he's not going to pull that now the Romans 9.10 and 9 that can go both ways but when it comes to the gospel of the day, you know, believing who Jesus was, being baptized, confessing your sins, repenting of your sins, you're telling people that that's not the gospel for the day. But God does know a person's heart if he believes what Jesus done. But if that's never mentioned, those people are not saved. And you are responsible for false doctrine when you heard the right way, when you heard the right what is the gospel first corinthians 15 1 to 4 and you still continue to do the acts 238 and the john 316 and the the kingdom program gospel you are guilty of preaching wrong gospel then you have to say to yourself i, I kind of question are you saved how did you get saved you're not used to people throwing that back in your face but you got to ask yourself how did you get saved or how you know you saved if I never told no one how to really be saved today and I tapped you on the show and say, how you know you saved? What makes you think you saved? I believe the majority of you will have that kingdom message. Good works, repenting, confessing your sins, making Jesus the Lord of your life, inviting him in your heart. The sinner's prayer, etc. stuff like that. That's not the gospel. That's not even the kingdom gospel. See, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying this as a put down, but I'm trying to lift you up as a believer. I do what I do because I used to be there myself. I used to believe that myself. I used to follow that way myself. The word of faith movement, the Pentecostal movement, you know, I used to walk that way. I used to talk that talk. I used to do that style. I used to witness that way. I used to minister that way. See, so I have been there and I still fall into it once in a while because it's hard to get out of certain man-made and old kingdom traditions. It is. It's not easy. So I know. But I'm going to say this again. It's doable. It's doable. It's doable. It's not impossible. It's very possible. But it's harder for the older person that's been saved for 
over 20 years than it is for a young person that's new in Christ. Why? Because traditions grow like spider webs on an older believer. And it's hard for them to uh, accept what I am teaching, even though it's always been in their Bible. It's hard for them to accept it because they are so bogged down through man-made traditions. Now, a new convert is still young and the spirit. And so he's still or she is still open to hearing the real truth because they haven't been churching that long and stuff like that. Or they haven't been caught up in churches or whatever like that. They real. They still searching. But the old the traditional believers that's in the church, the body of Christ, some of them are just going to go to heaven, but they're going to get a lack of rewards because they they follow their man-made traditions over the word of God. They ignore the teachings of the Apostle Paul and they put more credence in the Old Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's Jesus' earthly ministry over the Apostle Paul's teachings and Jesus' heavenly ministry, which is what we're supposed to be following today. Now, we read the whole Bible. It's, the whole Bible is inspired by God. It helps us. The whole Bible comes together. But it's a certain, a certain program in the Bible that we must follow when it comes to sound doctrine for the church today. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get out there. Like I said, I've been there. I've done that. You probably heard that over and over again, but I'm serious. I've been there, done it, and still learning today. But I know much more than I did then. Okay. So to digress, the two big issues that a lot of churches have with not with the gifts and all the stuff like that, but forgiveness and salvation, how to be saved and forgiveness. Many churches believe that you can lose your salvation. Even today, many churches believe that, especially the Pentecostal churches and the charismatic churches believe that you can lose your salvation. Many churches believe that. Not all, but many, many still believe that, you know. That you, many churches believe that you have to be forgiven first. You have to confess your sins first to be saved. They don't go as far as being water baptized like they used to, but they still believe that you have to repent. You have to confess your sins and God has to forgive you for your sins first to be saved, which is not error. Yes, that was back under the kingdom program, but it's not under grace. That's why I know many People don't really understand the deepness of God's grace when it comes to forgiveness. They say, yeah, God died for Jesus died. Yeah, God, Jesus died for the whole world. He died for everybody's sins. You say that right out of your mouth. But what do you believe or what do you what is that to you? What is what is Jesus dying for the whole world saying to you? What do that mean to you? Even the ones that's listening to me, what does that mean to you when Jesus said it was finished? He died for the whole world. He died for all sins. You will agree with that. I know that. But what does that mean to you? What's your interpretation? Let me put it that way. Uh, what is your interpretation of what that mean to you biblically? If you if that means that Jesus died for the whole world's sins after they confess their sins. After they are saved. Is that biblical? Is that what Jesus died for? You have to be saved first. Is that the format? Is that, you know, after the cross? Is that what you believe? Or how did you come to that conclusion? What verses? I'm serious. What verses do you use 
whether you got it for yourself or got it from your pastor or your traditional church upbringing. What verses do you use for that? What man-made traditional thinking you use for that? You have to be honest with yourself. What do that mean when God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life? What do that mean to you? Is that the salvation message for you today? Could you get saved off that message today? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday your home is more than the sum of its parts and creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products that's why the experts at ferguson bath kitchen and lighting gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are bring your vision to us schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like monogram at build.com ferguson Could you? Could you get saved off of John 3.16 a day? Be honest with yourself. Internationally and around the world, what do that verse, could you get saved by John 3.16? Could you get saved by Acts 2 and 38 today? See, pick any verse out of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I know you're not going to do this, but I would like for you to do that and write them down and send them to me. That that's the gospel of salvation for the day. And just let me see it. And I can tell you that it's not. Show me any verse from excluding Paul's gospel. Go to the four gospels, the majority of churches teaches out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and give me the gospel of salvation message. If you want to go to Acts 2 and 38, go there. But give me the gospel of salvation for today. And then just put the verses there. If you can explain why, put that there too. Open forum. Let me know. See, I'm not saying it's to be arrogant or just let to put you down and tell you how wrong you are and how bad I am. No, it's to help you. It's to help you. See, it's to help you grow. It's to help you to show you how to rightly divide God's word. And once it is shown to you from me or anybody else that rightly divides and you still don't listen, then it's on you. It's on you and God. See, that's what I mean by that. The ones that listen to me is on you guys now to go back what this, when I do quote verses rather from here or scriptures and I can make some mistakes. But just you have to let me know if I don't catch it myself. Am I a Bible study show to connecting the dots? Let me know. But if you don't let me know, challenge yourself. Look up these things and do your own study. Second Timothy 2 and 15, study to show thyself approved a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word 
of truth. But don't only read 2 Timothy 2.15, read 1 and 2 Timothy. Then you come to that verse, you will understand why Paul told Timothy that what Timothy was going through, it was a lot of wrongly dividing gospel for him to come. So don't just wear out that verse. You have to read the context, First and Second Timothy. You can only read Second Timothy, but I like to just read both of them. They're only short books. Read those, and then you will see a format. You will come to, con- uh, you will have a conclusion to Second Timothy two fifteen. What they really mean. So you won't just think I'm just talking. Why did Paul tell Timothy to do that? Okay, to rightly divide. Because it was something, because the word of God was being wrongly divided. See, all through Paul's ministry. Paul is being rejected by so many churches because it's not cute. Paul's gospel is just not the same as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's and Peter's new gospel. It's just not the same. See, you don't see a lot of signs and wonders and miracles and healers in Paul's letters. You see a little bit in early, later on during the book of Acts, but that's the transitional books when those things was finna fade out. When the Israel program was getting postponed going into the grace program, they stopped fading out. They wasn't not needed anymore, you know, under the grace program. But in Paul's letters, it's 13 letters. You know, some people believe he wrote Hebrews too. I don't know, but I'm just going to stay to what I do know. His 13 letters, you know, I'm not going to see all those signs and wonders and stuff like that. His lingo is different than the four Gospels. His lingo and his teaching is different than First and Second Peter, First and Second, Third John, Revelation of John. His lingo and his teaching is different. His message is different than the book of James and the book of Hebrews. But you not you would not know that because you're traditionally denominational blind, thinking Paul, Peter, and everybody taught the same thing. So you don't see it. Even though it's right there. You can sit up there and see truth and at the same time you don't accept it or you don't want to accept it. That means you choose your traditional denominational belief over what the word of God is saying. Just like when it comes to something as simple as Second Corinthians. 5 and 19, God is not imputing his trespasses against the world. That's simple. God is not charging no one with sins under Paul's gospel. See, you see that. You go there right now and look at it. You can't change it. It's like reconciling when he, 2 Corinthians 5 and 18, God reconciled himself to the world. And it said nothing about the world was reconciled to God. It said God reconciled himself to the world. How was he able to do that? Because what his son Jesus done, the atonement. I gave you some lessons on that and some very, quite a few scriptures on that. See what I'm saying? And it's up to you to look at them. You can't deny them. You know, let me put it this way. Yes, you can. You can deny it. You cannot deny that it's not true or what it says. You can openly deny it because you don't want to believe. You don't want to accept it. You see that it's truth, but you don't want to accept it. Many people see truth and they know it's truth, but they don't accept it. It's just like politics today. People know things are true. People know these pieces, vaccines and stuff like that is not working, but they won't accept it. People know that some of these vaccines get some of the kids sick. And they know it's true, but they will not accept that. See, you could deny truth. People do it every day. They deny truth. They're not saying it's false. They'll call it that, but they know it's true. They just don't accept it. They don't. They just deny it. They don't want that truth. 
It's the same with the word of God. And you are guilty of that when you do that. Okay, I'm going to start right there. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ. It's a little, I went on a little roundabout way in this podcast of spiritual forgiveness. But all of it got to do with spiritual forgiveness. Not the losing weight. And, you know, and not the uh, the struggles of my anger and impatience. But somewhat that do, too. It's a lot of things that you can add with that. But when when it comes to spiritual forgiveness, you know, spiritual forgiveness, there's an issue in the churches. The body of Christ, when it comes to forgiveness, people don't church. The church don't do not want to accept that people's sins have already been forgiven. And the main reason why is because they they think forgiveness forgiveness of sins equals salvation. That's the big problem. They think forgiveness and salvation go together or being forgiven means you are saved. They think it's just free to heaven like the universalists believe. No, this is not universalist teaching. See, universalist teaches that everybody goes to hell. God is not sending nobody to hell. That's the universalist teaching. What they correct about is everybody's forgiven of their sins, yes. But everybody's not going to, going to heaven because their sins have been forgiven. That's the church's issue because many church people and church leader, uh, leaders, or I like to call church folk, think it's something they have to do. I have to stop this. Something I have to do. You know, that, that Calvinist kind of arrogance that a lot of Calvinists have. See? Whether you believe you're forgiven of sins or not doesn't change that you have been forgiven of your sins. That's a done deal. It ain't got nothing to do with your belief. Now, believing when it comes to salvation, yes, but believing about being forgiven for your sins, that don't mean that that that, that don't change nothing. Whether you believe it or you don't believe it, you're still being forgiven of your sins. You see, you see how it is that was done on the cross. That part was finished. But it was only explained to the apostle Paul. I will keep saying this over and over. You're not gonna find the finish explanation of the cross work and any other book in the Bible, including the four Gospels, you will not find it there. You will only find it through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Just like the rapture, you will only find the teachings of the rapture through the Apostle Paul. That's why many people deny the rapture and they get the rapture confused with the second coming of Christ. Because they are looking at prophecy, they are looking at the the uh, the kingdom program. They're looking at that program, and they're mixing it. So they look at the second coming and the rapture as the same thing because they mix it up. They don't separate it. See, Paul is the only one miss mentions the catching away of the church in First Thessalonians and uh, Corinthians. He's the only one who talks about the catching away, the new bodies, the rapture of the church. Did you ever, you ever wonder why? Peter didn't know talk about that. They talk about the kingdom or the second coming. Paul and his 13 letters is the only one that talks about the oneness in Christ, the body of Christ, what happened and with the sin of Adam. See, Paul explains, he breaks down all that in his letters that no other, uh, that the Gospels, Jesus' earthly ministry or the uh, P 
Peter's, none of them talks about that. All this was a mystery. It was only revealed to the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles. You see what I'm saying? A lot of verses that you use is from the Apostle Paul. You didn't find it from the Gospels. It was only taught through the Apostle Paul's teaching, the one that you ignore. So you just mix them up and say they teach the same. And you know in good word that they don't. You just traditionally, denominationally blind. You don't see it. It's just like Israel blind today. Some believers are just blind, man. They like in that reprobate. And a believer, yes, you can't be in a reprobate. They like in that reprobate, man. God cannot use you. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. I'm just saying he cannot use you because you're stuck in your way. You're stuck in your tradition. You think you're Israel. You're stuck in your way. So God cannot really use you. He's not going to send you out there with no false gospel. That's not the gospel under the Apostle Paul today. Why do you think he let Paul write 13 books over all everybody else? Paul has 13 books. You can't look past that because it's not cute and sexy. Real talk for the day. Ouch. But this is real talk. God bless you all. Love you all. And remember this. There's only one way to be saved today. There's not several ways. There's only one way to be saved today. And it's what Jesus done, not who Jesus was or is. It's what he did. It's the finished cross work. I mean, work. Paul says, I preach the cross. I'm getting crucified because I, I'm getting persecuted because I preached crucifixion. I preached the cross. I preached the resurrection from the dead. That's why he got persecuted more than anything, not because who Jesus was. He got persecuted because he persecuted Jesus, you know, his resurrection and his cross. See, different salvation message of compared to Acts 238, who Jesus was. No baptizing in water, none of that, speaking in tongues, none of that. Through his letters. See, there's something you must think about as a believer. Salvation today is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Please read that. Please read that. Put it on a, a refrigerator sticky or whatever and just, just read it and get it in your head so get it in your heart. That's the gospel of salvation. There's several verses in Paul's teaching that has that concept of being saved. See? The gospel of salvation is believing what Jesus done, not believing who he was. That was only for Israel have to believe that he, who he was, he was their Messiah. He was their prophesied king, not the Gentiles, not for us. Our salvation is what he did. His death, his burial and ultimate, his resurrection is salvation for the day. The who versus the what Israel, the kingdom salvation who he was grace what he did you see the difference let me say this again the salvation for the Israel for the kingdom program was believing who he was Messiah and King under the grace program is what he did Lord and Savior the Savior of the church the body of Christ he's the head he's the king for Israel 
and he's the head and the savior, the Lord and savior for the body of Christ. Two different programs, two different ways of being saved. You can't mix them up like oil and water. They won't mix. They will always fight against each other. You already been forgiven, so you have a chance to be saved. Just put that in your heads or in your heart. As an unbeliever, you just need to believe generally what Jesus done. Okay? His death, burial, resurrection on the cross for your sins. You already have been forgiven over 2,000 years ago. God does not see any sin on you. There's no sin on the world. You don't have to wait to be saved. You're not righteous enough to to be saved, you don't have to, you're not righteous enough to please God for him to save you over your own righteousness. You can never repent of your sins. That's why he had to do it for you. You can never stop sinning because why are you in a sin nature since the fall of man? That's why Jesus done what he done. If you can stop sinning and repent of your sins and confess your sins and be saved that way, Jesus died for nothing. There was no sense for Jesus dying. And if you can do it yourself, he was the only sinless one that can do it. It took a sinless person. He was sinless. He was the only one qualified to do this because he was sinless. When he walked the earth, he was the only sinless person. Never sinned. That's why he was qualified to do it. He passed the test in the eyes of God. And when he done it, he became the begotten son of God. Oh, so much to that that many believers don't understand. And I used to be the same way. Thank God by his grace that I had a man of God that taught me how to read and write and write the word of God. I've been lost all those years. Saved, but lost. Body of Christ, real talk. Love y'all. Peace out. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.